24 hours a day, seven days a week. A new way of radio and the beginning of a new talent. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Welcome everybody to Damage Radio. Heard here live on MonkeyRadio.com or Music of Minds Me. You already know me. I'm RC alongside Matt, mm. the ultimate Kiss fan, Porter. And Porter, we brought back a very special guest that blew the airwaves up last time she was here. Uh, she's one making her return to Damage Radio. She once and foremost, she's a go-getter, a writer, a psychic, a businesswoman running a little witchy, a podcaster, and she has a lot of amazing projects in the works. The one and the only. Maureen Gradinsky. Maureen, welcome back to Damage Radio. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. And you didn't come alone. No, I did not. Can you uh, introduce this gentleman next to us? I have my business partner with me and also a really good friend. I have Brian Rice. Brian, welcome to Damage Radio, man. Thank you. So you're up in Bluebell, PA. What do you think of it, man? The drive up here. Uh, The drive was great. The drive was great. Uh, Not a lot of traffic. Not what I'm used to. Um, (laughs) You know, because I'm I'm from Florida and everything. So there's a lot of it's a lot of commotion going on. So um, so far, um, I like it. All right. So the community college in Florida, they like this. We see it right here in Montgomery County Community College. Uh, well, um, this is definitely different. Never seen nothing like this down there. Um, Just to be able to walk in and you know do stuff like this. Um, The colleges down there are a lot bigger. but this is this is very unique. This is very unique. Um, but I am honored to be here today and be able to be on this channel. We're, we're, we're so excited to have both of you guys here. Uh, what's one thing that caught your eye when you're here? Um, just uh, the way it's all set up. You know, um, seeing everything. Um, you know, being able to actually like see the the, the music. You know, them. You know, making uh, you know beats and everything. Are we, are we always a fan of, of music? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, grew up, I remember uh, when I was younger, uh, we used to listen to Tupac and everything. Oh. And my dad was... Hail he Mary. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, all eyes on me. Yep. Um, my dad, he wasn't too big on, you know, rap. He he despised it. You know, my brother, me and my brother always jamming, you know. And my dad like, shut that stuff yeah. off. He'll come home and go... Yep, 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 yep. smooth jazz or something. A lot of CDs have been broken from him. Oh. So. Nice. Well, Maureen, last time we saw you, so much has happened since then. Um, you were getting ready for a big road trip uh, to Florida to bet on yourself yes. and follow another passion. Uh, I think that's the perfect way to segue into this new chapter of Damage Radio and you back here for part two. Definitely. So tell the Damage fans all about it. <sighs> Where do I begin? Um, so I left PA. I think it was February 25th, and I just got back on the 13th. So I left to work on writing uh, for movies, and I did uh, a filming of a movie, a short movie called The Secret Mechanic. And um, I was also looking for people in the in the area that I was in so uh, we we did have uh, an event at the Mandrake in Miami so there was a lot of collaboration there it was just filled with work I mean there was some fun in between but um, 
it was just amazing how how things went. So I, I started off by writing, and then we met some people that um, wanted us to collaborate with them, uh, Miss South Tampa, and her friend Abe Rockfairy, who actually did the butterfly effect, which is really awesome. And um, they asked if we would help them to get her into um, the Miss Florida pageant, and we really wanted to help with that because her goal was to take everything that she did and um, create a school for disabled children, which I thought was really amazing because everything, everyone that we met and everything that we did was kind of a synchronicity. So it went from this to this to this to this, and it all kind of flowed together. She, um, she wanted to build a school for disabled children to help them with filming. And, you know, that would then lead into a hospital, which would lead into housing. And then eventually it wouldn't be just children, it would be adults as well. So um, my mom was a special ed teacher. Um, and I have disabilities. And, you know, there are so many people around that I know that have um, children who are disabled and I really have a deep connection with that and I think it's really important that we help kids because they are our future and I really want to um, be involved with those things so we met with them and you did that before right you were working with special needs before weren't you for a little bit um I've, in some aspect I've always connected with that. When I was the mayor of my town, I, yeah. I definitely wanted to be involved with them, and I um, put out a bid to get a grant for kids who had autism, and I wanted to build a playground that was, um, it, it involved the different types of um, sensory issues. Probably, yeah. We were turned down for it because we were too small, but that was one of the things I wanted to do. Um, but then we, we met Kristen and Abe and, um, I told her no matter what, I would make sure that I got her there. So, um, that started to like blow up a little bit. And then we met different people along the way. Um, DJ Samantha XO and her husband, Michael, um, they're amazing people and, we didn't just work with them for one night. It's a it's an ongoing collaboration. Um, Fame Fayella is a very well-known rapper, and it wasn't just for that one night. We're going to have an ongoing collaboration with him. And um, Bryant knew, um, his name is Kristenel Duroc. So we collaborated with him, and that's going to, going to be an ongoing thing as well, and we can probably talk about that a little bit and I'll let Brian um, say what he wants to say because this was his idea but um, all these people came together and it was such a unique event and um, it was just such an amazing thing and <laughs> you drove by yourself you're leaving out the most important you, you took a chance on yourself by driving however many I drove hours. 20 hours by myself to Florida and, um, you know, there were some things that happened along the way that I kind of wasn't sure where it was going to go. And it was a little, um, I'm not afraid of anything, but it was a little bit 
um, sketchy and I wasn't sure what was going to happen and I really wanted to make things work so I did whatever it took um, and I I had a business partner that did some sketchy things and I had to walk away from him and walking away from him was kind of I don't know I, I questioned everything and then I found Bryant and um, he was like the perfect person to work with because he's, I always say that he's um, Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> he always has a smile on his face and he... Um, That's why he's from the Sunshine States. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, not originally, you know. <laughs> but he, he's always the positive one, even when I start to question things. And he has a great business sense and... He came up with a fantastic idea to kind of bring everything back together, even when it was falling apart and it was at the lowest point. Um, we have an amazing team. Um, I just am really grateful and blessed for everything that's happened along the way. And even the, the parts that were the most negative, um, there was always something positive that came out of it. And I try to teach people that within my business the worst case scenario when you feel that it's the most negative and um, it might be the very worst thing that's ever happened in your lifetime something really positive comes out of it always so I tried to keep thinking about that even when it was you know I was crying sitting in my truck in a parking lot someplace and I had nowhere to go that was you know I did have to sit there and instill that back into myself and I would call Bryant and I would be crying and he would turn things around. And um, I'm like, you know, I still have another month to go or another half a month to go. And I was like, I can't leave because I'm not done here yet. I still have things to do. So he would say, you know, I'll do it with you. I'm here. I'm not leaving you. I'm, you know, whatever. And um, we would go do something really stupid and laugh. And it brought everything back. And we would do something really Damaged. stupid. <laughs> We're damaged. Yeah. We're completely We're damaged. All damaged. Maybe way worse. <laughs> no, but like you said, um, you know, you do have a lot of psychic abilities, and you said driving down there, um, a lot of things were going through in your mind. How about the, the ability aspect side of side of things? What were what were some of the things were you thinking? Were you, were you almost turning back around? Were you getting sick never. to your stomach or never? I was never turning around. It's always forward for me. Um, you know, I I did have my heart was th throbbing in my chest, and of course, I. Yeah. Um, but I always thought of it in a positive way, even like on the way, on the way down, I had sweatpants, a sweatshirt, you know, sneakers. And I got to a certain point where the sun was so strong, I, you know, I'm tearing my sweatshirt off and it felt so freeing. And then I'd stop in another state and I'd like rip off the sweatpants <laughs> and throw on shorts and people were like looking at me and I have the sunroof wide open. I'm singing at the top of my lungs and it felt so good that's part of you know manifestation or you know how to bring joy or positivity some of the things are you know dance like nobody's watching sing at the top of your lungs you know do whatever just have sunlight and it was everything and that was the positivity that came through but it was never turn around, ever, ever, ever. And it wasn't ever give up and go home. It was stay there and keep it up and do whatever. And we went to the beach and it was like, 
being a little kid and, you know, jump in the ocean and, um, you know, run around in the water and just make your own waves. Right. Now, looking back on your trip, what was the most thing you learned about, best thing you learned about yourself? That I don't give up. I've never done that. I've never, you know, I've never walked away from anything in my entire life, and that's still who I am. I think some people call it stubborn, and maybe I am a little bit, but I'm I'm a warrior. I have strength, and I I just want to keep that. Right. Yeah. To quote a wrestler that Matt and I know very well, the bad guy Scott Hall. Tough times don't last, but tough guys do, and, and tough women do. You know, and no matter what you're going through, you always got to try to look at the positives of things or you're never getting out of that struggle. And that's the most important thing and the hardest thing to do. So I commend you for staying with it down there, especially on, by, your, by yourself. When everything was going on, you could have easily just drove back home. But yeah. you stuck it out. And even driving home, you still don't know what's going to happen. But at least you made it through and did what you had to do. Thank so you. that was awesome. I appreciate that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, why you were down there. You had to network a little bit for a little witchy too, right? And do you do kind of do kind of like the things that you're also passionate about? Yeah, I mean, um, like while I was there, I was introduced to someone by the name of Ken, and he owns a place called Moon Dreams, and it's a um, it's a really amazing store that offers all things witchy or um, metaphysical and. It's like putting a rain, like a unicorn with a rainbow <laughs> and a cauldron, <laughs> like it's everything. So um, he asked me if I would do readings for people, and he's never had a psychic medium there before. He's only done tarot card readings, and they do some classes. And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. I'll you know I'll do whatever." So he had me come in on a Saturday, and he, it was kind of like first come, first serve. And it was like for a whole day. And I did half hour readings for six hours. And I had seven people come in. And I didn't do tarot card readings. I just did psychic mediumship, which I've never done six hours of psychic, you know, psychic mediumship before. And um, what's the difference between those two? So tarot card reading, you kind of just flip out cards and you most people just read the tarot cards I do it intuitively so I look at the cards and I see what I see first and then I listen for whatever I hear this was straight up just listening for what I heard for the people and then sometimes I even see past lives for them or I listen for like loved ones who've passed away and it was really interesting because while I was there and I don't know if it was just having my third eye washed by the ocean or, or whatever the case may be. Um, it was, my abilities were so strong. They came out full force and it was kind of almost scary, but um, I read every single person and um, it was fun, but there was one particular person that I was really in tune with and I saw something that happened to that person and it was really traumatizing and I literally had to get up and take a break and walk away because I was bawling my eyes out it was really significant to them 
they weren't there for it, but their their friends were there. Um, it was a plane crash, and everything was in flames, and everyone on the flight died. Um, it was a military thing, and um, he sent me a message afterwards, like later that evening, and he said, did you feel a connection with me? And I said, yes. And he said, I feel like we've had a past life together. And I said, yeah, we absolutely did. And he said, thank you so much for reading for me. And um, I'm sorry that you felt all of that pain because I'm also a physical medium, which means that I can feel um, how people pass away. I see all of it come out. I feel how they get sick um, and how they die. So it was really tough for that reading. And his wife was right after that. So I wow. saw her connected with him and I saw their past lives as well. But afterwards, he received three phone calls out of the seven that said, you know, spot on. I would always come back. So he offered for me if I ever wanted to come back that he would employ me and I could come in whenever I want. So it was a really powerful day and it was exhausting. I mean, I was seriously exhausted for a couple of days after that but while I was there um, in Florida when Bryant and I came together um, we were out in a bar having some drinks and um, all of a sudden I heard this woman talking in my head and I turned and I looked at him and I said what she said in the same voice the same like canter and everything and he got really emotional and it was his mom and I talked to him like it was her and he kept asking me questions and it was like all the information that he ever wanted to know about what she thought after she passed away and it was just really amazing that you know she would come through because I don't just read for somebody unless they ask me to because I don't want to get into someone's head I have to like be I want someone to ask me to read and then give them the reading. So she just wanted to talk to him that bad, and he really wanted to hear from her. Well, the mirror story you told us about last time, about then they could see the reflection of you in the mirror when you're on the phone with that person, and then they hung up and they called you back. They didn't call you back for a couple of days. Yeah. It's things like that that just fascinate me because I don't know anything about this stuff mm -hmm. before I met you. And uh, some of your stories, like, once, first off, your health, and then also this takes a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. So but you continue to still do it because you care. Yeah, because so. I want them to have closure and I want them to be able to take care of themselves, you know, if they need to know something medically. Um, but this was something totally different and really special. He needed to have that message. But the weirder part was um, after that night, his abilities came out. So he had he had some abilities, but his abilities, I don't know if it was like I shared mine to open him up, but his abilities are like blown wide open now. So abilities and senses, they're, they're, two, they're two different things, right? Because some people have just had street smarts and some people... He has, he's okay. always had street smarts. I mean, he's really in tune with things. He's definitely had street smarts he's very in tune with things and he can do almost anything but this he's 
his psychic abilities are wide open, like blown wide open. Wow. We actually went, when we were driving back here, can I tell a story about Bucky's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to a Bucky's. It's like Bucky's. a Walmart-sized Sheets or Wawa or whatever. <laughs> and I went into the bathroom. And when I came back out, it's so big, you can't find a single person. And I walked right to get a drink. And when I came back around, I felt like I was prey for something. And I felt hunted. So I was kind of like looking side to side. And I kept feeling it more and more and more and more. And then I was like turning back and forth. And then all of a sudden, it was like my heart was pounding, pounding, pounding. It was like when you watch the movie Twilight and they talk about an imprint and they're chasing each other and they know that they're chasing each other. It was like, like I was being chased and I could feel my heart pounding. And then all of a sudden I turned my head slightly to the left. And when I turned my head to the right, he was 10 feet behind me. And that was that feeling like, there was a connection and I felt him. And then he ran up and he like grabbed me. <laughs> I felt him far enough away from me that I shouldn't have felt him. And then he grabbed me and he like, we're laughing maniacally over this because I knew he was there. People are like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. in, in a Bucky's. And it's like people are literally like this, walking around with their heads in the air, looking around at the ceiling, and they're all like freaked out because there's so many people and they're trying to get this food. People are screaming and he's chasing me, <laughs> hunting me down. And I was like, I knew you were there. This is crazy. How far were you? So we had to like recreate it to figure out how far he was. And when he grabbed me, it was like, <laughs> it, like it was like you being got, in the woods got, and got having the horror a, music playing in the background. Yeah. yeah, but it was him. Like it wasn't scary, but it was just like, how the, how did this happen? You know? And there was like a really weird connection. So I said, we really need to figure this out. So is it that? it was you? Was it that something was chasing me? Was it, you know, we have to figure out how this occurred, because I've never had that happen before. But his abilities are so on point that it's crazy. You know, it's, it's really weird. And you said that you were, you were chasing me like almost through the holes. <laughs> but it was like t 10 feet away. That's pretty far. I mean, now, did your abilities, like you said you were born with them, right? Mm -hmm. Now, did they slowly get more and more stronger as, as, you, as you've gotten to, used to and experiment with it? Or was it, how did that all work out? If you can take us back. Well, like I said, when I was young, I thought everyone was like that. So I don't really remember that part of it. But your abilities kick in more and more as you either have a near-death experience you die and come back. You have anesthesia because you're like, you have a, a, a string connecting from your head to the heavens and your feet to the earth. So when you have anesthesia or you die or you have a near-death experience, it's like those strings are clipped and you're kind of just floating around and you're connected to the spirit world. And then when you get back, it's like you're regrounded 
So, I mean, I've had a lot of those things happen. So I think that that may have given me stronger abilities. Right. And Brian, he's had the same types of things happen. Also, when you have like a traumatic experience or you've had stress in your life, or and, I, and everybody has stress, but when you have, everybody's born with an ability. It could be, you know, being an empath or, you know, having clear audience or clear sentience or, or whatever it may be. But it just depends on what you do with it. Some people are scared or they don't realize they have it, so it gets pushed down. But I've always been very open to it, so I've always heard or sensed or have seen. Mine was more like a, just a knowing, so I could hear it, but I just didn't know where it came from. But we're both empaths, so we just feel people's emotions and we can kind of like change the atmosphere around us and know how people feel, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Um, it definitely picked up when I got sick in 2016 and it just like blew up immediately. So I was hearing things coming out of closets like music or, you know, I saw people walking around my house that didn't belong there. But I don't think that it wasn't that. See, that would freak me out, though. Like, stuff like but that. I've always dealt with that. You know what I mean? Like, like, like who took the last pudding out of, out of the refrigerator? <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, got to be that do it again. You're lying to me. You but, know? It's, like, <laughs> but it's not like that because they don't eat, you know, so like that wouldn't happen. Right. But I did find things missing and then they'd show back up. So, like, um, as you said before, like, you know, there's there's uh, witches, psychics, there's godly psychics that we talked about. You mm -hmm. know, like, what's the difference? Because, like, you know, there's love spells out there. There's all these different spells out there that, that, you know, I learned from talking with you about it. So what's the difference in our godly psychics, the same thing as witches? Psychics? And then what's the difference? Um, what was the first one you said? So there's God, people that believe in God, but okay. they're also psychics and mediums. But then also they got... Other ways, like witches that, you know. So there can be Christian witches. Okay. They just choose to believe in God, but they can still do witchcraft. And when I say witchcraft, I just mean that um, they, they honor the elements and nature. So witches, like me, I don't, I'm not a Wiccan. I don't have a coven. I don't choose i'm kind of a rebel in everything i don't have like an organized religion i don't really care for organized learning i don't i like to do things by myself the outsider yeah always nice. <laughs> yeah, <that's okay. laughs> um so i just i take little bits of all religions that i think are the most beautiful parts of it and i kind of like mash it together and that's how it goes um Anybody can do witchcraft. I mean, it's about perception and intention, and I don't know. Um, you can, with strong intentions, just do something with words. It doesn't have to rhyme. I think that's a fallacy. Um, I grew my hair longer by doing spell in the shower <laughs> just with words. Um, 
I would say long, strong, shiny, and thick, make my hair grow nice and quick. And I would say it three times and say, so mode it be. And it grew really fast. I mean, my hair was falling out and it was really brittle and it was breaking off and it was in a mohawk and it's now below my shoulders within like a year. And that's unheard of. Um, But I mean, you can use candles and jars of puppy dog tails if you want to do it like that, but it's not, it's not normal. I mean, that's not like how a witch works. We believe in do no harm, but that's typically for white witches and um, dark magic can be involved. And it's never the case where people, you know, um, they put a baby on the table and they shove a knife through it. That's not how it works. I'm more of a gray witch. I do no harm until you do harm to me. And then I'm coming for you. Mm. You know, it depends on how how wrong it was what you did. If you, like, stole my sandwich, Uh-oh. that's big time. Wow. <laughs> damage. I yeah, like, don't touch a sandwich. I, I like food. <laughs> I'm completely damaged nice. that way. That's right. Um, you know, like, if you... If you do something minor to me, like, it depends. I, I may not do anything at all because that's who I am. I, I let things go. You do something major to me and you try to hurt my children or you hurt my spouse or you hurt, you know, whom, my friends, that's when I'm coming for you because that's important to me. I, I love hard. We're safe, right? You guys are safe. All right, good. <laughs> You're my people. Nice, nice. I love all you guys. But... I mean, you may do something to me directly, and that's not as important to me because I get over things quickly. But my my friends and my family, and when I say family, it's not necessarily blood. I make people my family. I bring my family close to me. That's hard. That's what I'm coming for you. So you can read people's intuitions before you even meet them. So yes. So you like kind of know their background, their story. Does that deter you from giving someone a chance? No. At all, no. No. It's all about perception and intention, and if they have bad intentions, um, sometimes that could be changed because I can teach them what, you know, what's right from wrong. They may learn from me, and I've seen it happen. Well, Damage fans, if you've got a question or comment, 215-619-7366. we got Brian and Maureen here. Uh, we're so happy to have them here and learn something different, you know, that we're not, that we're not used to. And, uh, I'm definitely impressed and, uh, learning a lot myself. So guys call in if you like, um, let's talk a bit, a bit about, um, uh, the podcast that is no more. And now it's a different name. We went from uncensored to unfiltered. Um, you have a brand new, you put it on Facebook, a brand new episode coming out later this month. Talk a bit about that and, uh, what we can expect in the future. Um, it started off as uncensored. It was fun for a while. Um, I felt like it went a little too far with the games that we were playing, and that was my previous partner. There was a fracture in the relationship. Um, I felt like I was being used and taken advantage of. Um, there was a lot of... Uh, I don't know how I want to word this because I want to tread lightly. Of course. Um, so just tell us the difference of what, what they can expect from this new podcast compared to what we okay. got before, how it was like five hours, it felt like, and, you know, 
a lot of awkwardness sometimes. See that from yeah, there was a lot of awkwardness, and I I didn't want to put people on the spot, which I felt that things did go too far, um, and I don't ever want to put someone in a, in an awkward position. Um, when it ended, I I really had to sit down and think, and there's actually a video that I put on my personal page, which anyone can see. Um, it's under Maureen Grudzinski, obviously. Uh, that explains everything about what went down. So if you want to see that, you can. I'm, I really hate going over and over it, and I don't ever want to keep berating a person or beating them down. Um, so I talked to Brian about, you know, changing it and, and what we would like to have come out of it, and it's all positivity. So Brian and I decided we were going to change the name, keep the channel, and it's instead of being um, uncensored, we've changed the name to Unfiltered um, because we still want to keep that fun there. So if anyone ever wants to be a guest, you're welcome to message us. Um, like who are you looking for? Anybody? Anyone. Anyone with a story? Anyone with a story. Um, it, we, we only really kind of went towards authors, producers, actors, actresses, whatever. Um, I think anyone in music or, you know, it would still be great to kind of direct it towards that because I think that those people always have a story, how they, like, built themselves to where they are. But anyone, um, anyone with any kind of walk of life, I don't even care if it's a garbage man, you know, they have a story as well. And if they're looking to build themselves up and if we can help them in some way, we want to help people. We want to get their story out and we want to have fun with it. And, you know, maybe we'll still play a game here or there, but kind of keep it short. Um, we're just looking to project people and have them, you know, with an open mind and an open heart and um, good we want to have fun with it. Yeah. yeah, it's just about good conversations. Brian, do you want to mention anything about that? Um, I mean pretty much covered up uh, everything on that. Um, it's just, you know, bringing people to light. You know, um, my buddy Rick, uh, when I was working at this this company, um, we would, you know, be stationed all over, you know, off of work. And uh, at that point in time, we were out in um, Titusville. And I was ended up becoming friends with all of them there. You know, the, the, the janitors, the maintenance workers and stuff. And I... <laughs> Grew up. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so I, I end up, you know, building a relationship with these people to the point where they they just they they loved my energy. They loved who I was. You know, my my positive attitude. You know, they would always look forward for me every week to come there. And when I did, they'd be like, "Oh, there he is. That's the guy right there." And I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" Um, but it, it was it was it was definitely. Um, so I, I end up, you know, building a relationship. We got our first caller. Damage Radio, who's on the line? Hello, Damage Radio, who's on the line? Yes, this is Seneca from Philly. Seneca, what's yeah, up, man? How are you? For the guest. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good. I just had a couple questions for you, uh, for your guests. Sure. Uh, one, one. I, my question was... Um, what is what are what are, are y'all thoughts on the difference between like real life paranormal 
and the way Hollywood portrays it, you know, rather that be, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like, uh, you know, slasher films. I mean, movies like The Sixth Sense and and uh, Paranormal Activity that really deal, or the new ones coming out this year, like Evil Dead Rise or the or the, the Priest Exorcist, um, that really deal on the paranormal. And the reason why I ask is because of my own. Um, issues where I, I struggle with it a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm 39 years old, and you know, I, I have haunted dreams of people that I haven't seen in 20 years. Um, uh, I have the same feelings that the female guest mentioned uh, in, 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 in the store uh, a few minutes ago of a presence that's around her. You know, what I'm saying uh, for and for preference. You know, my mother. My mother passed away in 2014. Her birthday is June 19th, July 19th, rather. And almost every day, whether it be 719 in the morning or 719 in, in the evening, I'm drawn to a clock, whether, you know I mean, whether it be looking at the news or my phone, whatever. And I get to get these questions to say, you know, hey, mom, you know, I, I feel you watching me. Another example is uh, somebody from wrestling business, Chubby Dudley, who, who lost his sister. And he has a bird that comes flying into one of his windows every day. And he swears that it's his sister. So I just wanted to know your guys' thoughts on that. Great question. So um, where do I start with this? The, so as far as Hollywood goes, um, I have a really big problem with some of the things that they do. Because I was, I was asked to do the, the background accuracy for a movie because it gets so ridiculous sometimes. And I know that they need some of the drama for a movie. But some people's stories are so dramatic already that you don't really have to go that far. Um, we're making movies, and we're actually developing a horror supernatural movie. And there does it, there is a little bit of drama behind it because it is going to be crazy scary. <laughs> but um, good. there's a lot. There is a lot in it that is going to be based on you know real entities that you know it's it's gonna rock you right out of your socks but you know it is it is you have to put a little bit of drama in it otherwise it's not going to catch somebody's eye um of course so i i believe that there is a lot that is just so you know crazy that will never ever ever happen but they they take that and then they make it even crazier so i i mean if they're going to do it well, okay. But, you know, I think there's so much that they don't have to add to it. As far as your dream, um, if it's a female that passed away and you're seeing her in your dreams, that is the best way for them to get in touch with you because of the fact that, you know, you're still living. They're not. Um, it's astral projection for you. Um, in your dreams, but they do want to speak with you. So if you don't remember what is being told to you, write it down because that they're, you're actually with them. So that is a visitation. Um, the 719, if that is the birthday, they're basically giving you a way to know that this is like a validation. They're giving wow. you that special number. So they're saying, I love you. I'm with you. Because I have the same thing that happens. I always see 721. That's my birthday, actually. Oh, wow. And I see it all the time. And I've been seeing it for a very, very long time. But the weirder part is um, I looked up that number, and it's the the universal number for I love you. 
So you might want to look up oh, wow. 719 to see what it means also because it could also have a, a meaning toward it or it could just be that it's that special number. Um, as yep, far as the birds go, um, blue jays are typically meant for women and cardinals are for men. Yeah, this, this, this guy's sister, I don't know what kind of bird it is, but he, he, he said he's a former wrestler and he said this bird flies into his window every day. So if it's an everyday thing, then that definitely is a visitation also. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, it's, okay, it's well, every day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you know, well, I have one more quick question for you. You mentioned about, about the dreams. And while I have dreams about my mother, I also have dreams about former en enemies of mine, like people I haven't seen for years, but they were enemies at a time. Mm -hmm. and, they, and I see them in my dreams. So and it's, always a, it's, it's always a conflict where I'm running away. Okay, so are they living or are they deceased? Yeah, they're living. So if if they're living and they're running away from you, it means no, that... I'm running, I'm running away from them. Oh, okay. So why are you running away from them, though? I mean, do you feel well, that these, there's these still these a threat? These are people that I've had problems with when I was a kid. These are people that I've had problems with in the wrestling business. I've had problems with them, you know, just, you know, random issues. That's why it's wild. Are you... Were you in the wrestling business? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I am in the wrestling business. Is it like dreams like of, uh, you know, when you were, of course, the ref of uh, whether you were refing uh, the Nigerian Nightmares, our good friend Aaron Ganey, when he would splash you <laughs> and things like that? No, no, those are good Those are dreams. funny dreams. You know, those like, are good you know, dreams, you know? Yeah, those are good dreams. Yeah, no, this, this, these are things like, you know, like uh, issues that I had with, you know, not, even, not my own issues, but things that happen in the ring. Like, I'll give you an example, RC. Like, uh, um, there was an issue in Jersey one time where uh, two wrestlers got involved in a conflict in the ring where they started shooting at each other. And I get nightmares about that. That was, like, 2014. And you don't know what's going to happen because you're the ref, and you don't know whether to stop it or someone's going to come out and stop it. Exactly. And, and you know ours. You know the business. You know that was real. Like, you know how we, how we do the business. Right. But what happened in the ring that night was real, and it, 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 it carried out into the parking lot, and I still have nightmares about that. But those, those aren't, like, the major nightmares that I have. The major nightmares that I have about people that I knew from the past are people that I know from outside the wrestling business. And they are still living. And it's just like, why are they constantly showing up? And it gets to the point where I, I, I may wake up, and then I'll, I'll go back to sleep, and the dream goes right back into effect to the point where when I wake up and again, I'm like, you know what? I'm staying up because I don't want to go back into that dream yeah. so, or nightmare. So how did you feel when you woke up? Did you feel scared? Did you feel at peace? Like, Absolutely scared and anxious and, you know, but still tired and want to go back to sleep, you know? So I would go back to sleep and then, like I said, you know, sometimes it's a, I, I guess this is weird to go right back into the same That's dream. That's extremely yeah. rare. Yeah. And I mean, it'd be the exact same dream. And sometimes these are crazy, wild dreams. You know, I'm sure you know, man. You know, dreams are wild. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, but you know, it. it and, but some of these, some of these are really terrifying. Which is why when I wake back up, maybe the second or third time, it may be three or four o'clock in the morning, and I'll stay up just not to go back into that that nightmare. Can you, um, because of the fact that it's that you're walking back into it? And it's terrifying, and it's it's making you feel that way when you wake up. Um, 
I would like to talk to you more about that off air because it is personal. Is there a way that I can get in contact with you? Yes, you can get it from from RC. Absolutely. You can get it from Cam. Okay. Cam, you know who it is? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I'll get your information because I'd like to talk to you more about it because then we can find a way to squash it. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, Seneca, do you you have any quick shout outs you want to say, whether, you know, uh, refereeing, podcasting, anything you want to promote on here? Uh, well, no, real quick, you know, yeah, uh, uh, you know, anybody listening, shout out to the Elite Wrestling Forum uh, on Facebook. It, you know, just the Elite Wrestling Forum on Twitter at VEPWF and uh, Jimmy Dylan on social media. That's it. And can you give and, us, you know, you know, you and I both were very good friends with Aaron Ganey. Of course, Matt remembers Aaron. And uh, what was one of your fondest memories of being in the ring with him? Oh man, I was just sharing this with my doctor earlier today, my doctor, my medical team earlier today. Uh, any any time that I, that I got to be in a ring with with Aaron Ganey, uh, with Chuck, with Sheeta, the Nightmares. Uh, for me, it was when they whenever they bumped me, you know. So you know, I refereed a lot of their matches. I refereed the Nightmares versus Demolition, which is great. I got yes. to manage. I mean, I'm sorry, not referee manage. The Nightmares versus Demolition, and got to get involved as a manager physically, like with action smash. That was great. But any time that, ironically, that I got to get beat up in the ring by Aaron, was an honor. <laughs> yeah, and I remember when we had them up here at Monco, we were shooting the search of Nigerian nightmares in, uh, in the woods here, and the security guy would just go by in his car and be like, never mind, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just look at him like, yeah, just, just keep going, just keep going, it's, it's, it's fine. Indeed. It's fine. <laughs> now you, you remember that all too well. Yes, you already know. I, mean, I, remember, I remember filming complete damage with you guys, you know, out at, at, at NWS in Jersey and, and all of that. Definitely. Yeah, good time. Yeah, Aaron's one of those stand-up guys. He was, you know, greatly missed and uh, would take his shirt off the, his back just to help you guys out, you know. And that's why I miss so much kind. about him. One of a kind. I, I, the experience that I have even knowing you is because of Aaron. Yep. You know, to be here on this radio show today is because of everything that I have when it comes to this business is all because of Aaron. Right. And then we lost another uh, wrestling brother, uh, Jimmy the Jester, uh, this past week. And uh, prayers go out to his family yeah. and all that. And that's what you never Absolutely. know. Life is so short. So you got to really, you know, give it all you got now. Because you never know when your time you will be. And it's good to see that you're still going strong, Ken. Like, you're still doing your thing. And, and I applaud you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that very much. I got good people around me that, you know, keep me focused. And uh, I get the privilege of coming up every Wednesday and uh, being with my damaged brother. You know? So You already know. Let's do it big. But we appreciate the call, man, and we look forward to talking to you real soon. Thank you, Cam. Take care. Thank you, man. Shout out Chubby Dudley. Chubby Dudley in the Bay house, Ray. man. Bay Bay. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you never know who you got to run into, you got to talk to, and what they're going through, and you can always just be in sync with someone like, like that. You never know. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about the big thing, Dream Evolutions. Yeah, New company baby. coming out. What can people expect? <laughs> um... What, are you still learning about what you want to do with this, and what's your vision? Oh, we have so much going on. So Dream Evolutions um, is a production company, and it's going to be about movies, music, everything. Um, We're writing, we're casting, we're producing, we're directing. Uh, We have a big team of people, so shout out to them. Um... We're going, we're actually writing two movies currently, uh, simultaneously. 
and we are also collaborating with a bunch of people um, instead of I don't want to say that yet. Yeah, <laughs> we have some secrets in the mess. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you want to say something about what you came up with? Or do you want to wait? Uh, I mean, it's probably, we'll probably be in here more than once. So we'll, of course. we'll, we'll, we'll save some. You know, well, that's the thing. You just gotta be careful, like, in, like just like the professional wrestling business, the entertainment business is cutthroat. You never know when something could be slid under your fingers. Absolutely. And you never know when it's the real deal or it's just a dream. Yeah. yeah. You got, you gotta, you gotta play your cards right. You know, like I tell everybody, it's chestnut checkers out here. You know, because yeah. everybody's trying to take something. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of great people. We out can there. say this: we have uh, some major names that we're dealing with right now. We were asked to. Um, do something really big with the people that we were working with the night at the Mandrake. Um, we were approached by two big names uh, to become part of their company, and we decided that we are going to stay with our own company but work with them closely. Um, we have... God, there's so much. Yeah, there's, 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 so, there's so much. So Basically, much. Basically, just stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, coming. It's coming quick. But for the fans out there, Little Witchy's not going anywhere. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. Now, Hell people no. want it. People want a reading, or they want to, you know, know about their past life or their future. Can they contact you? And, and where Absolutely. can they contact you? Absolutely. That is never going to go away because that was my first baby, and I love what I do, and it helps a lot of people. And um, also Magical Matrimonials is my wedding business, so I marry people. Not me, personally. <laughs> That's for Utah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's a lot of fun as well. And uh, I'm trying to get Brian into the business as well. Yes, he is. He reminds me of a really great pastor. Yeah. And that's not the first time either. Uh, I've had people, you know, Say Kurt ask, Franklin. Yeah, you Kurt. <laughs> awesome, love it. Hey, um, you. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've, that, she's not the first one. Um, actually, she's the second one. Um, my, you know, my mom. She was, she was very spiritual as well. And you know, caught my eyes. She, she asked me. She's like, "Why do I see you as a pastor?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" And I was on the highway in Florida on I four. And I was Which is great, terrible to drive, yeah, by the way. Yeah, you you, you, li you literally have to know the time of when to get on I four because if not, you're going to be bumper to bumper, you know, honking horns. People are going to look at you, like, hey, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's, it's right near Disney. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that, that goes all the way through. I mean, I four is like probably one of the longest uh, highways there is in Florida. Um, but no, I, I pulled up and you know I was in a good mood listening to music and you know, I was like, how much are you? And she's like where are you from? You're not from around here. And I was like, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. So I told her and she's like, wow, she's like, got involved with, you know, all this extra stuff of saying like, you look like a pastor, you know, you go to church. I was like, no, I was like, my mom did. I grew up in church and everything, you know, and my dad. And it, so it's just not the first time, you know, it's the second time. Um, I just, you know, destined for greatness, you know, and I just, Whatever comes, I take it by the horns and, you know, I go along with it, right. you know. 
we got about three minutes left, but I was going to ask you real quick, like when he mentioned about the bird hitting the window or the time of day, what are other things like that that people might not notice in their life that, that you see a lot? Oh, God. Uh, feathers, coins. Um, and if you find a coin, there's actually more to that. So if you find the date on it, it's some like a year that was something really super important, like a wedding date or... Uh, the year that your child was born or the year that you graduated from college, you know, something like that. If you find a penny, it's the beginning of something because it's a one. If it's a nickel, it's like in the middle of, you know, something that you're doing. Or if it's a dime, it's a 10. So that's the end of a cycle of something. So you can look for that. Um, butterflies. Butterflies. They're huge. Dragonflies. Yep. You know, like those types. It's a lot of animal things, like an owl. Um, American Indians, they always said that the owl was something that was huge for them because that was like the spirit of someone or like, the you know, wiseness mm -hmm. or, or whatever. Um, there's so many things. Like things that you normally don't see a lot of. Right. Ladybugs. Ladybugs are big, too. Um one thing she always told me to, um, the biggest thing was, you know, pay attention, you know, pay attention to your surroundings, you know, into detail. Like I'll disconnect myself, you know, physically to adapt to what's around me. You know, that's how I, you know, I know about the butterflies, you know, um, I had one land right on my shoulder, like right there, I took a picture, bam, you know, um, we all know how they move when you move, they, 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 just, they just go, um, you know, birds, just, there's a bunch of signs out there. Just, you know, take the moment to numbers. Yes. Numbers is the one, big one, thing one, too. yes, or two, two, three, two, three, 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 you know, like whatever. And then look it up, whatever you're thinking of at the time that you see those numbers and you'll see them all the time once you start to see them. Um, look it up and think of what you're thinking at that moment and then look that number up and that's what it relates to. Right, and what's currently going on with yeah. your life. And then, like, if it's a 555, that's an angel number because it's a batch of three. If it's 5555, that's a master number or ascended master number. So they mean two different things. Interesting. Well, Brian, pleasure meeting you. Thank you for coming Thank up. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's, uh, Marine, it's a pleasure. Uh, Marine, always a pleasure. Thank you. And remember, it's damaged fans, um, don't keep it nice and neat. Keep it completely damaged on monkerradio.com where music and minds meet.